Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's devotional. We've been spending the last few weeks talking about families, and today we're going to be covering one of the most dysfunctional families in the entire Bible. Uh, But before we get to them, let me ask you a question. Has anyone in your family, or maybe just in general, ever really hurt you or offended you? Hmm. I mean, honestly, a series about families could just be a series about how to deal with hurt and offense and unforgiveness and all the drama that comes with living with people for an extended period of time. It could be our parents or our siblings. It could be our spouse or our own children. But families have a way of hurting us and pushing our buttons that most people just don't have. I mean, some random person walking down the street could say all kinds of terrible things about me, and I don't care. Write me a big, long email, send me mean text messages. I don't care. You're not going to hurt my feelings. But my wife, man, she could break me down with just a look. There's just something about the intimacy and the closeness of family that makes us vulnerable, makes us really easy to get hurt or offended. And we're going to look at this story in the Bible today about Joseph and his brothers. And it's a very familiar passage, but Joseph's brothers had hurt him in ways that, man, most of us are never going to experience. So Joseph's family, it was a big family. His father had children by four different women. Uh, He ended up having 12 sons in total. And Joseph was the oldest son of his father's favorite wife. All right? So that made Joseph the favorite son. He wasn't the oldest, which was tradition in their time, that the oldest would be the favorite son. He was... Favored only because his dad loved his mom better than he loved all his other brother's moms. All right, so right there, we've got some dysfunctional Jerry Springer level stuff going on in this family. Well, his brothers were so jealous of him, they ended up selling him into slavery and then telling their father he died. Right? So this is, I mean, I have one brother. We fought a lot, but he never did anything like that to me. Right, sold me into slavery and then lied about me being dead. But that's where Joseph finds himself. So he ends up in Egypt and slavery and goes from being in slavery to being in prison because he's falsely accused. Goes through decades of misery because of what his brothers had done to him. Eventually, though, God leads him to become a very prominent official in the Egyptian government, second only to Pharaoh himself. Shortly after that, a famine strikes the entire area, and because Joseph had been warned by God, Egypt was the only place around that still had food. So guess who shows up at Joseph's palace asking to buy grain? His brothers. Imagine how you would feel if you had been hurt and abused and neglected and lied about And then suddenly, one day, you end up with power over the one that offended you. Mm. Your chance to get some revenge. Your chance to to give them some comeuppance. 
right? And I, I mean, when I get offended, I think about it all the time, like, oh man, if I could have just said this, right? If I could have just done this, man, I could just get them and it would feel so good. And I find myself just rehearsing my offense and rehearsing how I could get revenge or, and it's totally fantasy, right? I'm never going to do anything or the opportunity may have passed, but man, I'll just go over that in my mind over and over again. Imagine Joseph. How many times did he think about confronting his brothers again while he's in slavery? How many times did he think about confronting his brothers again when he's in prison? Man, I'm going to tell them this, and I'm going to show them this, and they're going to, I'm going to get them. And it's just so much anger inside of us. We think about those things, and we're going to prove ourselves right and prove them wrong. They're going to have egg on their face. Well, we fantasize maybe about being able to get revenge on the people that hurt us, having power over them finally. Joseph actually had that opportunity. He's second in command of all of Egypt. His word is law. He can do whatever he wants. And in the door walks his brothers, desperate, poor, begging, starving. Joseph has all the cards. He has all the power and literally no accountability. He can do anything. How does he use that power? Well, let's read. Brothers are terrified. They don't know what's about to happen. We're in Genesis 45, starting in verse 3. Open your Bible and let's read. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer. And he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. Huh. Joseph does not do what I would have done, right? I would have taken this opportunity to gloat in their stupid faces, right? I'm going to make them pay for what they did. You're going to jail. You're not getting any grain. You're going to be my court jester, something. I'm going to make these guys pay. That's not what Joseph does. Joseph reveals himself to his brothers, and instead of being angry, instead of Lashing out at them, he says, no, I see the hand of God in what happened between us. I wouldn't have chosen it, but God sent me here on purpose. You thought you were doing this to me, but really it was God preparing the way for me to accomplish everything he wanted me to accomplish. I don't know about you, but that sounds really hard. (laughs) How do you look at the people who wronged you and have power over them and not take advantage of it? How do you just leave that on the table and say, no, 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 I forgive you. Please forgive yourselves. Look what God has done. It makes me think about how Jesus is with us. You know, we have all sinned and our sin caused him to go to the cross. And every day, even we neglect him or we ignore him or we run off and do our own thing and rebel against him even though we know better right we're his sons and his daughters we know better 
but still we choose to do our own thing. What does he do to us? Doesn't he do for us just what Joseph does for his brothers? Doesn't Jesus say, hey, I forgive you. I have power over you. I could make you pay, but I have already paid on the cross. So if Christ does that for me, how can I not do that for others? And that's really the whole point of this. When we're talking about family, I don't know what your family has done to you. I don't know what your parents did or your brothers and sisters did. I don't know how your spouse has treated you. I don't know what your kids are currently up to that hurts your heart. But the goal for us as believers is not to lash out in anger and use our power over them to manipulate them or to abuse them or to get back at them somehow or to passive aggressively let them know how we feel. None of that. We are called to be like Christ was to us, like Joseph was to his brothers. So, yeah, you hurt me. Yeah, you did this to me. But God's bigger than all that. And he's used that as a part of my journey to get, to get me to where I am today. And I believe he's going to redeem it. Can we believe that God is big enough to redeem even those things that our families have done to us, to hurt us, to offend us, and even use those things to make us the people he wants us to be. I know that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people, but I do think that's what God has for us today. But we can't do that without prayer, so let's ask him. Amen? Father, you see our hurt and our need to forgive. God, you see what's been done to us, and your heart breaks. But God, you also see your own plans and purposes in those heartbreaks, in those hard seasons. God, you're doing something. You have been doing something in us, not despite those things, God, but even using those hurtful moments from our our family history to shape us into who you want us to be. God, I pray that we would be like Christ and extend forgiveness to those who have hurt us. God, even Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them. And God, if you can do that there, help us to forgive our families here. God, help us to not use our power over our family members to get back at them or demand uh, vengeance out of them, God, but to Release them and bless them and trust that you had a plan in all of them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.